What's up? I'm Wiley Coyote, voice of Babu, the anime version of SpongeBob SquarePants. And you're watching the Anime Egotists. Remember, F is not for failure. F is for friends. And it doesn't take a dose of secret formula to know that. And welcome back to the Anime Egotist, where if I went to Duel Academy, I'd probably want to be in the raw yellow dorm. Okay. I'd probably end up in Slifer Red. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I could help pull your grades up. But anyways, he's, you got me, Alex. And if you're not kind to animals, I'm not kind to you. And I'm Richard. I tend to agree with him. That's right, and it's been a minute since we've been here. Hope the holidays have been good to you guys. Hope you guys are having a happy new year, or a better than last year's new year. But it's good to be back. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, and we haven't talked about Yu-Gi-Oh! exclusively in a little bit, so we figured that's what we're doing for today's video. Yeah, we kind of thought, what are our... We've talked about, like, our Pokémon teams and stuff, so what would be our favorite archetypes? for Yu-Gi-Oh! So, what our decks could possibly be if we ever actually spent the money to buy these cards that cost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, or in some- it, that, it, either in real life or in some cases just the anime, because they do this weird thing in the anime where it's like, hey, you have the same cards as me, so you're stealing them. I'm like, but most of these cards you can buy in any booster pack, so we're not really sure how that works out. But overall, Basically just our favorite Yu-Gi-Oh decks and archetypes. Some from the show, some from not the show, because apparently some decks just aren't used by people in the show, which is weird to me. Yeah, I mean, most of mine come from the show, at least at some point. I've, and again, my more of my experience comes from using any of these as dual links, so these aren't complete decks from my knowledge. I don't, I've never used them in like actually having the physical cards or anything like that. I've thought about purchasing some of them, but I don't, but it will, but we can talk about that later. Anyways, we have a lot of new subscribers actually, but only one of them who's like super public. So C-Line official, thank you for the support. We're still wondering why you guys are deciding to subscribe to us. We haven't had anybody interesting on the channel or anything like that, but still we want to thank you guys for your support. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for subscribing. And if you are interested in a shout out, leave your username or whatever you feel like us shouting out in the comments and say, just mention that you haven't been shouted out yet. We'd be happy to shout you out. That is correct. Now, do you want to start us off for this one? Sure, I'll go ahead and start us off. So this is one that I think you know I've talked about before, and that's Cyber Dragon. Okay, I had a feeling this would be on your list. So, again, I always, when I was watching um, GX growing up, this was one of my favorite decks watching, especially because you only get to see it a few times with Zane before he disappeared, and then there's kind of a hiatus, I think, between season one and season two. So, and then I've, rec I've more recently watched the second season where he becomes Dark Cyber or whatever, but specifically yeah. the original Cyber Dragon decks, I always found these very interesting. I liked the whole, uh, there's different levels of the card almost. I mean, it, it wasn't one of the level cards, but it was, there's the Cyber Dragon. All of its kind of prototype, I guess, 
Yeah. Cards. Well, there's, there's literally one called Proto Cyber Dragon. Yeah, but then there's like Cyber Dragon, Drain, just a whole bunch of cards. You could build an entire deck just around playing Cyber Dragon, pretty much. And all of those basic cards are Cyber Dragon in the end. Because uh, they all have, I think, that term in their card is once this card is on the field, it's considered Cyber Dragon and you get to uh, you can use it at any of the fusion monsters, which are amazingly powerful in this. Yeah, which I find hilarious because the original Cyber Dragon, the one that started all off, apparently it's been like limited. Like you can only have like one copy in your deck, two copies in your deck, something like that, because apparently just it was just getting too much for people to handle. Well, if I remember correctly, if your opponent has a monster on the field, you can. Uh, special summon it from your hand. Yeah, as long as you sacrifice. don't have any other monsters. So it gives you a really powerful, really easy to summon monster. Um, and even if you have to sacrifice one monster for that one, and it's powerful. Again, I liked it through Zane. I used it in Duel Links when they finally released it. Uh, I'd already built kind of a deck using, I think it was Cyber Dragon Bray, I think was the one that came out before regular cyber dragon but i maybe what but it was I, i've really enjoyed playing with this one and this was one of the decks that i just enjoyed watching and have enjoyed using in dual links yeah and i can agree with that it also helps that zane had like the best deck out of everybody in the show because everybody else was like oh i play this normal monster and then maybe a face down but zane's like all right i'm gonna bring out my cyber fusions and, and just win this duel already it, it definitely helped with zane's character but yeah, I really like the Cyber Dragons, especially with Power Bond and all those other types of cards. It it was it's a fun deck to use, not so much to go up against. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I may mention later on uh, one of the decks I don't like that I remember having issues with. But all right, it, it's so more with one of my other ones. I can yeah, but like I said, I can co-sign on to that. Okay, so my first one, and this is. This is a little bit of an interesting one, because I don't feel like this gets talked about enough. Magnets and Magnet Warriors. Okay. I, I remember the Magnet Warriors. I don't really remember Magnet. Uh, well, they're all basically kind of the same thing. Apparently, Magnets are more exclusive in Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel, but neither of us have made it there yet, so it's okay. But basically, as a kid, I just loved Magnets, especially the joke of in Battlefield Friends of how do Magnets work? They just do, which... It's a fair answer, but in all honesty, I just find them really interesting, especially since they were some of the first cards that could quote unquote combine without using polymerization. Yugi's Valkyrian was super cool. And even Bastion had some magnet cards that worked like, well, you know, actual magnets, like repelling cards, attracting cards, which sadly were never released, but that's the story of being a Bastion fan. But they recently, I guess I can't say recently, sometime down the line, they got support like electromagnetic warriors and like traps and spell cards and stuff like that. But overall, I think they're just a cool type of card that I don't know how much they're used competitively, but I like them. I like magnets and magnet warriors. I remember liking them as well. I never, I only owned a few of them in the, uh, from the game as a kid, but I had, um, I really enjoyed watching them in the anime, especially, uh, those early episodes because they were they almost became yugi's ace monster for a while it seemed like yeah i remember he specifically used them like against the pharaoh in one of the last parts of the seer 
Three. So it was nice to know that Yugi himself had his own type of deck that was different from the Pharaoh, because if they both had the same decks, that wouldn't have been all that interesting in some places. But overall, Magnets and Magnet Warriors, I'd like to think that more could get released over time, but I'm not holding my breath, because they have to release like 20 other types of cards for the same three archetypes. But let's move on. All right. So my next one it's kind of an obvious one, but it's Dark Magician. <sighs> you did you did your Yugi one, I'm going to do my Yugi one. This was my favorite as a kid. This was the very first uh, card I owned of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I remember going out and getting the deck. Uh, we went to Target, got the, I got the deck. We went next door to my mom's nail salon and I sat in their little waiting area looking through the cards and of course it had it was that first edition dark magician from the yugi starter deck uh with and while my mom was getting her nails done that and i was just looking at all the cards it but it's not specifically that i i enjoyed arcana's deck i don't i know you don't like arcana but i liked his deck yeah and i know dark magician has gotten a lot of support over the last few years where they've added i think magician's rod magician's uh robe but they've got all the different sort of side cards that make the dark magician a bit more powerful and i just didn't always enjoyed the dark magician as a as a card okay i kind of have to agree and disagree with this because on the one hand three three points one it's a really cool archetype and there's just a lot of awesome um cool cards with it it, despite the fact that what well, like my second point being it's kind of been overexposed at this point because there's so many different types of call it's not that that's your fault that i know of but and the third one is kind of i this deck is not fun to play against this is one of the most this is one of the decks that whenever i play against it i always hate it because it's always like one or two cards in their hands like oh i get special summon dark magician and now magicians can't be affected by this this or that and i'm just like this is like the first turn of the duel. Cut me a break. Side note, neither of us are really competitive duelists, so maybe don't use these decks. Again, yeah. I've, my experience comes from, again, owning a handful of the cards, especially the early ones from as a kid, and then Duel Links. I always enjoyed the Dark Magician. I That was one of the first decks I built in Duel Links, uh, and I've redid it every so often, adding the cards that came out over the time uh there but i do i i, I mean the magician's sarcophagus i think is one of them where you so, can resurrect the dark magician um the magician's cloak i mean there's just a whole bunch of cards that have come out for this and i just didn't remember enjoying it. yeah and of course everyone's favorite the dark magician girl i remember when it came out still that was against that was the arcana duel i think that yeah, that was the big reveal. Yeah, and then it was they were like, "Hey, Taya, you know your favorite card, the Dark Magician Girl." She's like, "Oh yeah." And then the abridgers are like, "I've never seen this card before." And I'm like, "Yeah, why is that her specialty?" But, anyways, I guess also another side thing is my favorite was always the Magician of Black Chaos. I don't know for some reason to me he he always was my favorite compared to all the others. But yeah, I can side with that as long as I just don't have to duel against the Dark Magician deck. I just I, I can live. All right, so your second one? My second one. Oh, that's right. Okay, so this is going to be, this is 
a little bit of a weird one. The BWXYZ monsters. Okay. Actually, this was one of my honorable mentions. Ah, damn. Ah, damn it. But it was an add-on. I added it later, so I have. I still have two extra honorable Okay. Ones. Basically, it's the Power Rangers fan in me. The Power Rangers fan in me just loves the idea of robots combining into giant other giant robots and then combining into more giant robots. That's... Kaiba used these pretty effectively in the anime, but I feel like Chaz used them better just because he added more on top of it. And sure, it's a hassle to get all of them on the field together. But just the fact that they can com- that the smaller ones can combine in and use their effects, it's it's a cool way of using it. Not to mention just the fact that they pretty much just go all in with it. It's a giant megazord. Not to mention you could also there were some that Chaz apparently there have been cards released that you could pretty much cards that Chaz would use that you combine with some of his other monsters. It's just, it's just cool to see. Exactly. I loved this monster. Um, again, this was one I used heavily in Duel Links. I had, and I used all of them at one point. I, I knew I struggled after I got the XYZ uh, set. I never, I was struggling to get the uh, ones in the packs for the V and W cards needed for the I guess ultimate monster of it, but no, this was a lot of fun and getting to you're in a tight spot and you only have two of them. Well, now you've got a bigger monster that you can summon real quick. Then that was always nice. Yeah, not to mention and like Chaz had some ones that I don't think have been released yet that he used in his duel against Bastion. And one of the cards he summoned was Btron Two, and he specifically in the dub says Btron Two electric boogaloo and i'm just like well i'm not gonna forget about this card now thanks a lot chess but overall just like i said the power rangers fan of me giant robots combining into bigger giant robots to make a super giant robot exactly they're a lot of fun to play with and they've always been very interesting and not heavily used because it takes a minute to get them onto the field that is very true all right so my next one Go for it. So let's see. This one, I've only used a little bit in Duel Links, but I remember really enjoying them in um, GX. It was the Archfiend cards. Oh, I really, I'm surprised that one was an honorable mention, but I really do like the Archfiend cards. Yes, they're. They have the disadvantage of, I think you pay 500 life points per monster on your field unless you have the uh, card in place that negates that effect. But Until it's destroyed and then you have to take all that damage. It's like, oh, here's the bill. <laughs> but they're a lot of fun. It's one that they kind of didn't have at the start, but they did because Summon Skull is one, but it's... Yeah. It... It's just, there are a lot of fun cards. They're very dark. I remember watching, um, I think his, was his name, was that Pain? No. Titan. Titan, that's it. Who had the fake Millennium Puzzle. That was so funny to me, especially watching back in the adults. Like, oh, this is literally just smoke and mirrors. That He was one of the funnier characters until they ruined him down the line. Yeah, but using these cards, it's, again, I've tried to build up a deck of them, but I've never been able to um this was one of those that i think could be really interesting if we saw from more of a 
either a side character or a main character using them, I think could be really interesting. I don't think we'll ever get that, but yeah, yeah, it'd be honestly it kind of would be the perfect for like a rival duelist who's like the main rival of a Yu Gi Oh series could use these. But yeah, I agree. The Archening cards were always some of my favorites, especially since, in my opinion. And you could use them like they there's something like dangerous and kind of scary about them. But there's also something that's a little more badass, like if a hero wanted to use these cards. But yeah, I can side with that. They're some of my favorite cards to use. Again, and I feel that they've been of the series I've seen, they've been underused because, again, I only remember Titan using them and actually using a deck of them. Other characters might use one or two, but these are seem like a really cool archetype that could have gotten a like a main a main character or rival or a friend using them so yeah i can i can understand that so my next one go right ahead infernity infernity cards okay okay so for those of you who don't know what these are these are cards from Yu-Gi-Oh! 5ds used by callan talked about the crash town arc so i'm not gonna get too much into that but basically the Callan got these cards when he became a dark signer. And one of the things I love is despite how like creepy and scary looking some of them can be, when Callan was redeeming himself, he still kept these cards and he kind of used them for good. They're basically a bunch of fiend monsters, like including like one beetle type thing. I mean, but but it works for variety. But basically they're cards that use their effects while you have no cards in your hand. And I always found that to be a really interesting way of doing it. Especially when I first start seeing them, I'm like, who wouldn't want cards in their hand? That's what you need. And then you finally start using the deck and you're like, oh no, that's how you use them. It's just a lot of cool variety. Like they're skull, mon like they're skull monsters, they're dragons. It's just a whole lot of stuff that I find really interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things about Yu-Gi-Oh! is just how varied the different decks can be. Because, I mean, there's decks that are all about getting more cards in your hand, decks that are about getting no, uh, removing cards from your hand and having abilities when there's no cards, others that are about your graveyard. Pretty much if, if there's a, some aspect to the game, there's a deck that you can use to make sure it can um, really, I guess, take advantage of it. Yeah. Now, to, now the ultimate drawback being if you if even you have even one card in your hand, you can't use the effect. But there are but there's it's not specifically an Infernity card from what I can tell. But there is a card where during your standby during at some point in the game, you can remove from play all cards in your hand until. I want to say the standby phase. Not to mention, like I talked about, the one card Callan had where it's like, oh, even if I have, Z even if you knock my life points down to zero, I can summon this card, which hasn't been released for obvious reasons, because people could use that it with or without other Infernity cards. But like I said, it, it it's a different type of card, because like I said, you don't have cards in your hand. And, and they're, they just have a lot of cool, badass designs, in my opinion. I don't know most of these cards, but I know of them because I uh, remember seeing, I think, a few of them when they were doing the um, GX Rose released at one point. Or not GX, um, whatever the one is, 5Ds. 5Ds. Was, so I, I remember seeing some of these cards. I don't remember all of them, but I do remember seeing them. Yeah, but they're, they're, just, a cool, they're just a fun, cool archetype. That's something different. All right.
So my last one before honorable mentions. Go for it. Let's see. Is I'm going to go with the Red Eyes Black Dragon deck. Specific. <sighs> oh, there are so many competitive players who are laughing at you right now, but like, not that I would know about it. I know, but these cards, this has got to be one of the biggest sets of all for one set of monsters because there's Red Eyes Black Dragon, Red Eyes Black Metal Dragon, Red Eyes Black Skull Dragon, Red Eyes Black Chick, a whole bunch of of uh, different like um, oh God, what are they called? Ritual summoning monsters. I remember seeing yeah, for a Red lot Eyes. of fusion based monsters, and none of them are exactly powerful, but they're all. I, I always just love the look of Red Eyes Black Dragon and all of its cards that went with. I remember when, as a kid, the deck I wanted to build, like if I was going to like play in tournaments or anything was going to be a red eyes black dragon deck i know stupid kid but this was before any of the like there was a full deck so it was all about trying to get um when i was do thinking about it it was red eyes black skull dragon was the one i was gonna be trying to get out it was gonna be the big monster yeah i always like these cards too especially since they did elaborate on them in the anime despite joey not having that many cards for it it Night Shroud or Atticus in GX had a bunch of Red Eyes themed cards, and it was shown that even after he was freed from control, he still used a Red Eyes deck for the most part. It's just too bad we never got to see them that often. Or just see Atticus and Joey duel over basically who uses the Red Eyes better, even though we all know they would probably be friends at some point. They'd probably go off and just talk about how amazing the red eyes black dragon is and that would be it they wouldn't even like duel each other they'd just be like so how do you summon him it's just like oh i you play this spell card and all this other stuff and he's like joey how do you do it he's just like uh i just roll a dice and see if i can summon it at some point and he's like okay but like i said the red eyes black dragon and i just saw i've always have thought it was super cool with all its archetypes and everything and like we said, it doesn't get as much support as some of the other most popular stuff, but that's kind of the problem, in my opinion, that the same stuff kind of just keeps getting, well, more stuff. But like I said, the Red Eyes Black Dragon, the archetype, it's it's a lot of fun. In my opinion, I think it was really designed originally to be a card that you slide into any deck as a, just a meter monster, and uh, so they included it in if you had the Summon Skull, so they had a way of making it more powerful. I think there was a whole bunch of other, like, if you wanted a machine deck, you could throw it in, you could even throw it in there because you could get it the power with uh, different effects, I think, through there. So there was just a whole bunch of different things I remember people using it for. Yeah, yeah. It's, like I said, it's a fun, it's a fun archetype, especially just, with, with, especially with thinking if Joey ever returned properly to the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, just how much his deck would be improved if he used a Red Eyes deck. Yeah, but he's always going to be the uh, lucky deck kind of thing. If it works, then I, I guess, sure. Right, but anyways, my next one, my Go last right one before honorable mentions. Go right ahead. Okay, I haven't talked about this deck too much. I don't feel like I've ever talked about this deck with you, but I'm going to say it. What, monsters? Okay. Okay, so for those of you who don't really necessarily know what I'm talking about, what, like, like electricity, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. 
As far as I know, this deck has never been used in the anime, but it was part of one of my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! video games. Teams. I'm trying to remember the name of it off the top of my head. And basically, the Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's World Championship 2011 over the Nexus. I'm not going to say that again because it takes too long to say. It was used by one of your teammates, Misaki. And one of the things I really like about these cards is Misaki's always played. She's all very serious, not necessarily mean, but kind of cold and blunt at times. And a lot of these Watt monsters are just the most adorable things ever. Like there's a lemur, or there's a, there are lemurs, there are birds, there are squirrels, there are giraffes. And it's a funny contrast when you start to think about it. Not to mention, despite all of them having really low attack, which could be a problem, it's just really cool that a lot of them can attack directly, and if a lot of them are just attacked directly or are destroyed, a different effects happen. Like one in particular has, if it's destroyed, your opponent can't attack the next turn. So it's a good way to stall and play it out. Especially considering I feel like Thunder Monsters for the longest time didn't really get a whole lot. So to me, a lot of these just, it, it's a unique spin of things. Like I said, their attack's low and everything, but it's it's a really fun deck to use. Okay. Um, I don't really know much about them. I did look them up just a quick second ago. They are very cute-looking cards. Um, and I read, like, one or two of their effects. They do seem like, yeah, that they're, how to put it, they're a strategy deck, I guess is the best term. Yeah. They, it's all about trying to get the right ones out at the right time and using their effects to stall until you get the right cards. Yeah. And it's not, and even if you don't necessarily have all the right ones together, it is, there are certain cards you can use with it. For example, I don't remember the name of the card, but I know in particular, if you have a bunch of monsters in defense mode, like a bunch of level three monsters in defense mode, they can't be destroyed or something like that. So it's a good way to protect yourself. Like I said, not a lot of people use this deck, so I'm sure, or at some point, there is a way to stop them. But I, I like to think outside the box. Like, I wouldn't want to have the same deck as everybody else. That would get boring. Yeah, and from my understanding, that's kind of how tournaments go. Is It's like the, the finals are like four or five, or yeah, finals are usually two or three of the same decks coming into the finals, and they just have slightly different combinations yeah yeah and everybody tries to win in like two or three turns i'm like, like that's kind of my problem because when people try to win in two or three turns and then i find a way to stop them then the duel is easy from that point i'm like no don't make this easy let's drag this out let's make this fun i mean the card game is tedious enough but don't make it go too fast but like i said what monsters from somebody as serious and cold as misa Aki, but they're some of the most adorable monsters out there I don't know. I find that they're fun to use, especially since the very first time I dueled her and I never knew what these cards were, she almost whooped me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as I said, they look kind of interesting and they are cute looking cards, um, but I don't know enough about them to talk more about them than that. Yeah. yeah I got to duel you with that sometime. But anyways, honorable mentions time. Yep. So of course, one of my honorable mentions, I found out I had, I ended up with three in the end. Um, was the XYZ card, so yeah. we'll skip that one. So this one, I don't know if it's an actual archetype. I used it as one um, in Duel Links, and that was the Five-Headed Dragon. 
It's specifically the boss, uh, the big five monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Where you have to sacrifice five um, dragon monsters to summon one that pretty much can't be destroyed by any different, uh, any of the major element. Um, yeah, I think the only one that can be destroyed by is light or mm -hmm. divine, and divine monsters are hard enough to summon as these. Those are like god cards and other types of stuff. Yeah, so again, I don't know, I don't think this is an actual archetype, but I built a deck in dual links around summoning this. It was I had different forms of polymerization, different draw cards, and my entire deck was pretty much uh, dragon monsters. So it was just all about getting a polymerization and five dragon monsters in my hand and getting this monster out as fast as possible was pretty much my deck at good, one good. point. Good. I feel like I will hate dueling against this deck one day. Maybe we'll duel on the channel at some point, but we're not going to use like tournament rules or anything like that. Like I, because contrary, because unpopular opinion, I like summoning monsters in face up defense mode. I just the anime conditioned me to it so much that I like doing it. Piss off. Some cards that I don't think. I mean, if we had enough time to prepare, we would be able to use like we would we would use the ban list and all that, but. I don't, I would, I grew up with, um, with Monster Reborn. I know that it's banned down to one usually or something like that, that you're allowed to use, but I don't know the strategy to use it so that it, uh, so overpowered that I can't, or that I exactly. destroy you. Exactly. Cause we would just be using it and we'd just be like, huh, what are you talking about? Like we, we, it's like, stop playing dumb. I'm like, we're not, we're actually dumb, but Five, but five-headed dragon, five god dragon. I feel like it was called five god dragon at some point, but they changed the name or something like that. I can understand that. It's not necessarily an archetype, but like you said, but it's an honorable mention, so it's okay. Yeah. Your first honorable mention? Oh, my first honorable mention. Okay. Dino wrestlers. I've never heard of this one. I don't even, here's the thing. I don't know who uses these cards. I don't know what series they're in. I don't even know their primary effects, but they're dinosaurs and they're professional wrestlers. That's perfect. Yeah. That's, I mean, really, a, that's really all I have. It, it sounds like a character that you would see in probably like GX in like the major league where he come, where like Zane would come out and then a wrestling ring would come up and that, and this guy would have the, those cards. Pretty much, yeah. But I feel like apparently, a, from what I've heard, a lot of their monsters have to do with Link summoning, and I don't know how to Link summon. I just learned how to Pendulum summon, and even then, the, it's a little fuzzy. But like I said, dino wrestlers, dinosaurs and wrestlers. That's like everything a 10-year-old boy would love. Yeah, no, it sounds, yeah, like perfect for archetype. Um... Well, and you're more advanced than me in, when it comes to how to summon. I know how to up to synchro summon. So I, I, I feel like we can, I feel like Xyz summoning what they use in Zexel is just, a, it's, a, it's very easy to teach. And as for Link summoning and anything potentially after that, I, I can't help you. But even the most hardcore Yu-Gi-Oh fans are like, yeah, it's, it's not that great. But those are all of your honorable mentions. So I just can finish mine out. No, I have one more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. All right. wrestlers. So this one I've talked with you before and you know I liked it. And we're kind of annoyed by it if I remember correctly. Okay. And that's Jinzo. Not, not as much as I used to be in all honesty. 
I just, I liked the Jinzo card. And then as I learned that there were other cards attached to it, I mean, there's like Jinzo number seven. I know there's two different monsters that, uh, at least in Duel Links, I don't know if they ever actually got printed that were uh, more advanced versions of Jinzo where you had to like sacrifice him a specific way, or if you lost him in battle, you could summon that. Uh, this version and it had the same effect, slightly stronger and an extra ability. I don't remember what the abilities are. Something like that. But I built a few decks around uh, pretty much trying to summon Jinzo. I don't think they ever had a, all the cards really needed to make Jinzo completely work in Duel Links, at least when I was playing it regularly. So I never got a great deck out of it, but I just enjoyed playing these cards yeah i also remember in the anime they they had to nerf those abilities because it wasn't just in the anime it wasn't just oh you can't use trap cards it's it destroys all of your trap cards i'm like that is not fair but now it's just oh well you can't activate trap cards as annoying as it is to duel against jinzo sometimes i can't tell you how many times i've summoned jinzo and my opponent's just like well this isn't gonna work but apparently nowadays they have trap like they have monsters with effects that can be activated from the hand that basically act like trap cards. So I don't really know how that works. Like I said, these aren't necessarily competitive decks, but I don't really care. But yeah, Jinzo's cool, and Esperoba was cool for having it, and then Joey had it. And Joey never used it. Joey, you but here's the thing: with it worked with Joey's deck compared to all the others like insect queen you don't have any other insect monsters and legendary fisherman well you don't have the field spell that helps water monsters so it it was one of the few cards that joey won that actually was of use to him but again i i he never uh, because he never had all the side cards like the what was it emp helmet or whatever it was or yeah yeah or as they called in Yu-Gi-Oh gx bridge his fancy party hat <laughs> exactly yeah but i like i like jinzo i think my hatred of jinzo has gone that a little bit until you put him on the field and then i'm gonna be pissed yeah I, I remember i built some decks that it's like well i don't need any of these trap cards anymore free up some space but okay so my next honorable mention yeah go ahead with your two i think you have two honorable mentions left yeah two more go super ahead. super heavy samurai Okay. This is used by somebody named Gong in Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. Yeah, I'm just as surprised as everybody else. I actually know an arc archetype from that show. But I don't know a whole lot about Gong, but the one of the things I do know is that a lot of his monsters are known for having really high defense points, and a lot of the monsters you can equip to your other monsters, like one monster increases your monster's defense, or one lets it so... It can only be attacked. It isn't affected by spell or traps, or this is the only monster you're allowed to attack. Just other things like that. It's just a cool archetype that, I'll, and one of the weird things is a lot of the cards use their effects by you can't have any spell or trap cards in the graveyard. So when I use him for dual links, I don't have any spell or trap cards in my deck. Okay, it sounds kind of like the um, Crystal Beast cards. Yeah, something along those lines. Not to mention, a lot of those cards can attack while they're in defense mode. Hmm. And with an already high defense, it's it makes life real rough for your opponents sometimes. Right. 
I'll have to kind of co-sign on to that one. I, I haven't played Duel Links much. I logged in for the first time actually re doing research for this video. Yeah, I'd say Duel Links is looking up. They finally stopped doing Ink 700 U-Bell events, so I finally started to forgive them a bit. <laughs> and my last honorable mention... Go right ahead. This is a bit of a cop-out answer, because, but like I said, it's an honorable mention, so it's okay. Anime-exclusive decks. Okay. Like, for example, some of the ones we've talked about before, like some of the Magnet cards Bastion use, like I said, they're anime-exclusive. If a handful of just ridiculous decks, such as the Tennis deck or the Game Show deck, as stupid as those decks are, they would seem kind of fun to play against, especially just the idea of, oh, you lost the duel, but you won a free car. I can live with that. But just also another one of my favorites was probably, like I've talked about before, Blair's Mystic deck that she used in Season 2 of GX with dragons and supposedly knights, but we never got to see them. It was a lot. It was a big step up from her Maiden in Love deck, and also a big step up from the token deck she used because that that was just terrible. That was so just lame. But a lot of the anime eight decks that just exclusively from, like I said, from the anime, just had a lot of cool things. And I'd like to think that they all get released at some point, especially with one of the ones that we're always talking about, Valens deck. Yeah, yeah, no, with, but I... With the yeah. armor cards that just let you beat people up. Oh, uh, God. No, but I, I can understand that. There's some... It, that would be... I'd almost wish that they had created two separate kind of versions of the card game. One is the competitive one, which is the one that is kind of currently exists in the real world, and then do one that's anime exclusive they add in all those extra cards <laughs> yes especially with chumley's dad because in the japanese version he had sake based cards like alcohol and all this other stuff but in real life but in the english version it's hot sauce themed cards which i'm gonna be honest i'd rather have hot sauce themed cards if i'm being completely honest forget sake i need tigers that drink hot sauce from the bottle yeah no this would be it would be interesting. I'm just thinking, like, they, um, I know they made the cards at one point, the, uh, three dragon card, uh, legendary dragon cards. Yes, I love those cards. But specifically Joey's, where he can make the, uh, just the most random things. It's like, whatever you feel like fusing together, you can fuse together. <laughs> well, these two, these two cards don't go together, but I'm a main character, so it doesn't really matter. His was the, what, the Thing of Critias or something like that? Uh, he had Hermos. Hermos, okay. Like, Yugi had cards to combine with Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl. Old Kaiba could combine his with trap cards, and Joey could combine his with other monsters to create spell cards. Yeah, because I remember the hammer that he used at one point. <laughs> yeah, and he's just looking, what do I do with this? And I'm like, I don't know, but it, hey, if it works, it works. And then, of course... As you said, the armor cards, he created the Red-Eyes Black Armor. That was so cool. I still stand by that's one of the dumbest duels ever, but it's at the same time awesome. Joey and Valen really carried Season 4 because there wasn't much to go off of. It's like most filler arcs. They don't, they didn't have the best options, I don't think. Yeah, for all the crap I give Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, especially Season 2 because of all the filler during the Society of Light arc, 
you get some awesome anime exclusive deck. Like, there's a curry deck, and I'm like, like look, if it makes actual curry for us all to eat, I'm game. Let's do this. Exactly. Anyways, those are all of my honorable mentions. You want to do your last one? All right. So this one, I think at one point was an actual competitive deck. Um, and then I know, I know it's been used by someone in the anime. I don't know who. and But I used it in Duel Links and have actually, using a, the app you showed me a while back, I've made uh, this deck. And that's the Noble Knights deck. Okay, I was not at all expecting that. Okay, I want to hear about this one because I don't know too much about it. So it's kind of based off of Arthurian legend. There's different knights that are, and they're pretty strong cards um, when used um, in conjunction with their, uh, they've got special spell cards specifically for them uh, that target uh, like different swords, different um, magical abilities i think i know there's like um sacred noble knights or something or that are based on something to do with um a french uh kind of arthurian legend kind of thing i never used them my big as i said was dual links i used them there i was like i actually built a really nice deck i thought but this was right when fur for hires came out in dual links and it was the most awful time of trying to play anything else, I think. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if we'll ever do a least favorite archetypes video. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But that's going to be probably my number one. I hate those monsters so much. Not even because of anything bad they do, but because everybody and their mom was using that when it came out in Duel Links. I hated it. I I'm, was 100% with you because and one of the... um one of the like just npc characters that you're supposed to be able to battle real quick and win and make uh win extra points and cards and all that yeah used it and it's like he's made this one almost impossible because they always ended up with like in two turns they had the cards out that pretty much okay you can't attack now and uh we can pretty much attack you directly or whatever it was that the cards could do it was so annoying but all right so i used this uh, the Noble Knights deck when I first created it in the one of the Kaiba Cup uh, tournaments on Duel Links. And I was really proud of this because I got through like three or four rounds, like actually whatever the levels were, whatever it was, I got up there. Then I started running into a lot of the people using the Fur for Hires and stuff. And that was, that was just annoying. So I stopped. This was again, like this was like the last deck I created that before I quit Duel Links for a while. Yeah, I like the, appar okay, apparently I have heard of these. The Noble Knights are used by Sherry in Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Okay. But so. yeah, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about this because I feel like Sherry has not dueled that much based on where I'm at in the anime or just at, in the anime at all. That's the life of a female character in Yu-Gi-Oh! though, but they seem like cool enough cards. I'd like to know, I'd like to experience them more. And I, as I said, I think they were used competitively when they first came out, when they were, because they were one of the Synchro Summon monsters, I think. But after mm -hmm. that, I just never, I never was, a, I wasn't a big fan at the time. And so I don't think they're used anymore because I, and I don't think they've gotten support in a couple of years now. Yeah. 
But like I said, like I said, the oh, I do enjoy them. Just don't know a whole lot about them. But I did like Sherry a lot. Well, that's good. All right. So my last one. Go right ahead. Gladiator beasts. Okay. Have you heard of Gladiator Beasts, perchance? I remember them. Um, I remember them coming out in Duel Links, and I remember, I think they're in GX, if I remember correctly. Oddly enough, they are also in Arc. Well, technically, you're right about that. They're in Arc 5, but here's the thing. Oddly enough, they were released in the, U- the third Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force game. Okay. It, it's weird because I guess this this was at the point where they actually decided, you know, we're going to actually add interesting cards and not just all the same ones we normally have to video games, but whatever. They're basically based on Rome, on gladiators and coliseums and all this other stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have the effect of once they bat, after they battle, they can return back to the deck and you can summon another one. And then they can activate their effects, like one can destroy spell and trap cards, one is unaffected by spell cards, and certain ones you can fuse together, but not by sending them to the graveyard. You can send them back to your deck, heck, and you can fuse them together, and once their fusion monsters attack, you can send them back. It's just it's just a whole mess of things that, in some cases, feels like a little bit of a troll move, but at the same time, though, stop me. If you have a problem with it, stop it, which is a toxic thing to say in gaming, but... I've been through enough. I w- I've had to duel people with fur for higher decks. This is my time to be toxic. Yeah, no, but I seem to remember they got a special release in Duel Links where you had to do like the, it was like the maze or something, right? Where you had to, yeah, yeah. You rolled the dice and you got move the sex number of spaces and do either you duel someone, you get random items. So I remember those were always my favorite part of Duel Links was the different events. So. I remember really enjoying these. Yeah, because I remember when I first started playing Tag Force 3, I thought to myself, oh, these cards are kind of cool. And I don't know anybody else who uses them because I didn't know what Arc 5 was at the time. I mean, I don't even think they were used that prominently then. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start using all these cards. And for like 20 or 30 something duels, I didn't lose. It was like, I felt so powerful with this. And I did end up losing at some point, but it's a, but they get they get more support down the line. It's just a cool set of cards to have, and I think they're used by villains in Arc Five, and they basically treat their monsters like slaves. But I would like to think that if I had these cards and I was in the anime, I'd be like Jesse and with his crystal beast. Like I, they they would be more akin to family. Okay, and again, I think I remember them in an episode of GX where they were like a villain of the week's cards or something it's, or just it's, it's possible but i wouldn't know weird they release those cards but not hot sauce cards uh yeah well some of the cards in there were don't translate very well well the they the hot sauce ones translate better than the alcohol ones because there's literally a card called flipping the table so maybe don't include the alcohol and stuff like that but overall Gladiator Beast, they're some of the coolest monsters, admittedly with the drawback of all you have to do is stop them from being special summoned, but at the same time though, they're just a cool set of cards that honestly might actually be my legitimately legitimate favorite archetype. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say about them. I think, I think we've had a lot of interesting different uh, decks on this list. Yeah. 
Sorry, yeah. I thought we froze again. No, no, no. We, we did not. We did not. Do not speak that evil into the universe. But overall, well, what do you guys think? What are some of your favorite archetypes or deck types or just monsters in general? Oh, favorite effects, favorite characters with their decks, just anything. Just let us know in the comments. And just remember, we all hate fur for hire. Absolutely. And there's other archetypes we hate, whether we do a video or not. Well, that's 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 something to talk about later. We don't know yet. But it's just we know a lot of these decks aren't competitive. But for me, it's about have, like people don't play to have fun. People play to win, and I want to win too. But I like having fun with these decks, and that's what they, they mean to me. Yeah, I enjoyed playing with you and the guys back in college. We didn't play competitive decks. We played. We didn't even have like a complete archetype in any one of our decks. I don't yeah. think that might change if I ever start to get my hands on some of these cards. But like I said, please let us know. Hopefully, we'll be back to a somewhat regular schedule. We still don't know yet, and be on the lookout because we might be doing a special video with somebody coming up. But anyways, we'll catch you guys next time. This has been Alex and Richard, and you've been listening to the Anime Egotists. Good night and peace, easy.